Welcome to What Is It About the Weather? Where once a week we get together and explore the many ways that weather intertwines itself into our everyday lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelinek, and this week we're going to be talking about weather and charity. But before we jump into the main topic, I do need to take a moment. I know we're running out of time. And yes, it is meaningful. And yes, it would be very helpful if you would take a moment and go to whatisitabouttheweather.com slash survey. It really won't take you very long. It really is only about a minute of your time. And fill out the survey there where we're discussing the role of podcast and Weather Ready Nation. If you haven't already done it, and I know a lot of you haven't, it's kind of normal with these sort of things, it would be helpful. So, whatisitabouttheweather.com slash survey. Please take a moment. Goes 16 has become Goes East. It was Gozar, or Gozer as we like to call her. Now Goes East. So this satellite that I've talked about quite a few times is up there doing its thing officially and will follow in a long legacy of previous Goes satellites and of more to come, hopefully. And help to continue to give us better forecasts. And as we know, it's just not about the pictures, right? It's not about what we see with our eyes or what we might use to interpret a, a forecast. It's, you know, what it does from the models and stuff as well. All these things matter. It's all good. It's all good. All right, so my goal is to, well, in the spirit of charity, to keep things fairly, well, not you know, terse, but short this week. Make sure we, we keep the episode reasonably tight not distract you too much from everything that's going on. I know in my neck of the woods, it's it's certainly the season, Christmas season. A lot of that going on out there, a lot of cheer. But I know in different parts of the world, well, and again, having lived in, in countries where right now it's getting kind of warm. <laughs> and, you know, Christmas was always sort of different in that regard. But I know other people celebrate other things, and some of you don't celebrate anything. doesn't matter. It's all good. But one of the things that many of us, no matter what maybe our faith or religious backgrounds are, or what part of the world we live in or are from, charity is a part of, of what we do, hopefully, right? Doing something for another just because it's the right thing to do or someone's in need. But we do these things, theoretically, without expectation of reward or benefit. And this time of year, like I said, particularly my neck of the woods or, or anybody in the U.S., I mean, again, melting pot of a lot of people. But the pot that stands out this time of year has to be the iconic Salvation Army pot. And those ringing bells. And I'm sure there's something to the pitch of the bells that's supposed to make us donate more, whatever it is. Now that pot, even of itself, has an interesting story that comes from the UK and Liverpool. has nothing to do with U.S. origins or anything. But that pot, that red pot, and people ringing the bell, it's become part of the culture. And even in this day and age of Amazon and ordering online and all that, most people step out, based on the traffic patterns I've seen in the past few days, most people still step out to the stores. And you're always going to hear that bell ringer somewhere, some point in time. But charitable donations, 
in this time of year. I mean, that's not the only one. A, a big one that, that kind of I grew up with and is still around, Toys for Tots. You know, But different fundraising campaigns, different ways to give. And I've always kind of wondered, right, is, is, it, is it time of year, right? Is it end of year? Is it, you know, doing it to get a tax donation? I know some people do. But I like to think that the little thing, because, you, you know, these are not things where you're doing some, generally, some I'm writing a check for blah, 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 blah. Hey, you're tossing some money in. Or you're giving a kid a toy, or whatever it might be. So is it about what's being celebrated, right? Is it we're in that season? And we're in the season of giving and caring, so is, is, is it just that kind of what's going on? Now, there's a whole, whole psychology around charitable giving. And if you really want to read about kind of the psyche of giving, there's some interesting links in the show notes because this has been studied a bazillion ways. A bazillion ways. And they, are, they talk about all the links that drive us and get us to do this and that. But I've often wondered often wondered yeah end of year maybe that thing maybe it is the season maybe though it really is the season and just maybe where am I going to go with this same place I always go what's the weather got to do with it right what component does weather play in all this and I will tell you that I came across an article not too long ago. I had been wanting to kind of do this episode. The best, you know, been on my mind. Didn't do it last year. But I thought to myself, this has got to be somehow tied in. And I came across an article that we'll get to in a bit. We'll get to in a bit. That goes into the idea that weather actually has a very important part to do with it. But, you know, when I was doing the research for the episode, I, I, you do searches, right? I, I, I Google just like everybody else. Try to get some baseline information. Did I miss something? Is there something more to share with you guys? And, you know, I, you come up with this whole spectrum. You know, I mentioned the, just the general psyche component, but even things like how weather impacts moods. I saw somebody posted this on LinkedIn related to charity, so I don't remember what my exact search was, but it had to do with charity giving and weather, not just, you know, why people give. And somebody in LinkedIn was, you know, some consultant was talking about how, you know, this industry knows this about weather and that about weather. And, and they were proposing, you know, how does weather impact charitable giving? And, you know, does anybody have any data? <laughs> It's one of those things about LinkedIn that kind of gets me. I've written a few articles on LinkedIn, or they like to call them articles, and I like to make it that way. I like it to make it to where people think. I don't know that I always have the answers, but this guy just seemed to be like going on LinkedIn and going, well, I'm an expert, but I'll have you know that uh, I'm expecting you to do my research for me. So do any of you have useful information that I can then turn around and sell to somebody else? In the, in the honor of charity, that's kind of what it felt like. But, you know, we talked about this issue about, about psychology and whether even back, this was a, our, our second topic. I mean, this was the first thing after me introducing myself that I got you guys into, right, was weather and psychology. So if you were newer to the podcast, which you know, most of you weren't there at episode two, 
and you find this topic interesting, go back and listen to that one. It's out there. Episode two. It's not that hard to find. It's not the first one. I think I actually did have the microphone by then, so I was doing a little different recording. But we see these things, and and we do wonder, right? And like I said, I, I, I wondered, is there something about the colder weather that makes us charitable? But like we discussed in that episode long ago, and we, we've had some, some kind of little follow-on tidbits here and there, like even with the hurricanes this year and how people, when they see these events, and, and particularly when they see people that they feel become victims of something they have no control over, that that's a, tends to be a big piece. They're inclined to give it. And these weather events, these huge catastrophic weather events make people feel that way. And so people open up their pocketbooks. I know I did. You know, I gave to a cause that I may not, under normal circumstances, have done. You know, just an organization that wouldn't be on my radar screen at all times of the year. And we also know, in the grand scheme of things, that seasonal behaviors... do trigger different responses. I came across an interesting article that kind of is like five weird ways that winter weather impacts you. And you, you could look at that, and they, they actually, they kind of do little summaries, but it's based on research articles that have come out, so I feel pretty comfortable sharing that. And we've even talked before about um, seasonal disorders, right? Was it seasonal effect disorder or SAD? That is typically, right, typically it has to do with the winter, right? And what goes on in the winter time? Or as we get into fall and winter, but it it can be spring. So you know, you don't necessarily know is is it is there definitely this winter thing? So was there still this connection? So let me tell you a little bit about this article I came across. Article by Hugh et al. All right. It's a bunch of names mostly Chinese that I know I would mispronounce, even though I have good Chinese friends. I'm not an expert in the language, so hopefully I didn't even butch that one. So if you want to read it, this is actually a good one. This is one quite often, you know, the articles that I have access to aren't readily available for everybody, but this is one that you can read about. And it's actually a fairly easy read. All right? So if you want to explore this, you certainly can. But what their whole paper talked about was about how charity and being charitable makes you feel warmer and specifically how it makes you perceive your surroundings as being warmer the environmental setup that you're in is being warmer And they looked at it from a, a variety of ways. And this I found interesting. So they, they looked at specific like catastrophic events. And, and one of them they looked at was one, Hurricane Sandy, which was big here. And everybody thinks about the hurricane part of it. But there was actually a big kind of snow event that happened with Sandy. And so it focused on the cold element of that. And they even did charitable giving, literally. I mean, that was one of the things they explored was people being given an opportunity to discuss charity, even if they didn't give. So it's kind of like 
you know, my survey I've been asking you to do, right? So they would, they would, you would respond to that survey and then, you know, you might have a chance to give. And what they were trying to do was explore, and I think actually the giving was in first, if I remember correctly, explore maybe how that made people feel. Because when we go back and we look at charity, there's this belief that so often any reward that does come is going to be later, right? Any idea of giving, you know, if if you're going to be altruistic, you know, or, or what's what's the benefit to you? Why do people even do it? And again, that gets in all these other kind of mental attachments. But quite often the reward, if there is any at all, I mean, theoretically, we're not supposed to do it for one, right? Theoretically, we're supposed to be charitable because it is the right thing to do or because we do appreciate and understand their people need. But if you want to reinforce that, if you want to reinforce some behavior with people in general, having some sort of reward does help that. But a lot of the stuff talks about how that benefit tends to come much later. Like you see the, you know, how that maybe helps somebody, what you did help somebody, right? And you see them get back on their feet or you see them recover from a situation. But is there also the short term component that gives us that immediate kind of, I don't know, you know, endorphin type response or or chemical type response even that we get from other activities, you know, that kind of reinforces behavior. So is there something like that? And not necessarily that that's going to make you go out and run every kettle that you can find and dump some money in, but might it trigger the type of response that makes you willing to do that? And even wanting to do that. So they explored all these things. And what they found, this is kind of what was interesting about it. They did find that generally speaking, people felt warmer when they got done with this. So in theory, when you're going out and you walk by that kettle and you throw, throw a little money and you feel warmer, you get a sense that your environment's warmer. And if you're cold, right, if you're in a cold setting, Theoretically, you're going to have warmed up, which is one of your goals when you're cold, is to get warmer or to stay warm. And so it is going to reinforce a sensation in your body of the state you would want to get to. So some people might argue, you know, you could sit there and say, it's too cold to get some money and put in that little thing. I want to get into the store wherever I'm going and get warm. Right, even though you've only been out of your car for thirty seconds, but but realistically, sometimes it really is cold, or the weather is is yucky, and you're just trying to get in to where you're going. But maybe that starts that process. Maybe without even having to get in the store, you start already feeling warmer. Interesting thought, right? So maybe, just maybe. It being cold outside and you feeling warmer, so you being thrown into the state of what your maybe your natural body, body tendency would be, which is it's cold outside, I, I want to warm up. Just maybe there's more to it than that. But what I found particularly interesting about the article, because we've also talked about this, you know, when I get hot, 
I get cranky and irritable. So getting warmer in and of itself isn't necessarily a good thing. It needs to be warmer in the context of I'm cold or cool outside. And it's like, I, I don't know, anybody who drinks alcohol knows that sometimes when you take a drink of alcohol, you get a warming sensation. But we all have different things. There's different things, spicy food or whatever it is. So we all have probably experienced it sometime in this life, no matter what your background or whatever, of the sensation of warming. And we know what it feels like. So you can imagine that. And so, you know, I'm now I've tainted it. Now you go out and you're going to be thinking about it when you give, if you feel warmer, it's too late. Can't do it because I've already made you listen to this. And so, you know, it's throwing the whole thing off. Just give the money anyways, move along, move along. But back to that whole heat thing, even they, in the end go, what they should really do now. And that's what they propose for future study is when you're, when it's warm outside, so you're walking down store, let's say it's the middle of the hottest time of year, or if you're like in Santiago, Chile, or South America, or Southern Hemisphere, where now we're getting into the warm season. If you did the same things, would people give, and might they actually feel cooler than their environment? So the question becomes, you know, so it gets in a little chicken and egg thing, is clearly they've, they've seen some sort of, from a, a psychological thought process, like I'm giving, right? There's no immediate reason to have a physical response. I'm giving, you trigger some sort of true response. But could it be the, the opposite, depending on the environment? So just maybe that you do feel good for doing what you're doing, and that triggers a response in your body that's appropriate for the time of year. Now they haven't studied that part of it yet, but it's kind of interesting. It, 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 you know, it gets back to this whole, how does weather impact all of us? And it's a little different for everybody, right? That's one thing I've learned in all of this from talking with, with, with you folks over the past couple of years. So weather's a little different for everybody. What I find interesting, you may not, or you may in a different way. I don't know. So, yeah, generally speaking, does weather make you more ch charitable? Does cold weather make you more charitable? In theory, it does, but warm weather might too. So in the end, it may just be weather. Ha <laughs> ha! Weather that makes you more charitable. Just remember that. Or there's more something more involved there that you leverage the weather that's around you to trigger a certain response in your body. But I'm sticking with the cold weather for now, because that's the evidence in the in the situation that I've seen. Interesting tidbit, right? I don't know. What do you guys think? Really, I, I mean, think about it. Kind of after the fact, you you know, if you gave this year, did how did that make you feel? Right, and it's always best to ask these questions after it happened. So I doubt it's going to precisely work out this way. You know, here here you go. All right, so you're walking in a store. You just load up your Pocket Cast or or whatever podcast app you listen to, whatever it is, and you walked by the bucket as you were doing that, and you tossed a little money in, and it felt a certain way, and 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 then precisely this episode came on right as you were doing that, precisely as you were doing that, right, and and then you you threw me off an email at. What is it about the weather at gmail.com or whether what is it about the weather.com slash contact, right? You did that precisely that those will be very authentic results. But in any case, I, I am curious what you guys think. 
you know, do you, do you think there's something to this? Do you think that, and again, they had statistical significance in these different things they looked at. Well, let me know what you think. All right. Like I said, I, I don't want to, to go too long. Keep it kind of seasonal. But, you know, in this season, I, I'm always amazed. One of the other things, we, we've talked about sports and weather before, and I, it's a topic we'll come back to, but I came across this article. And they were talking about how it takes two weeks to get this football stadium ready. And, and again, I'm talking American football folks, ready to host a hockey event and how complicated it is and everything else. And I'm thinking to myself, here we go, right? We've built all these arenas and everything else that, you know, people could go to and be comfortable in. Yet now we want to bring hockey back outside and where it's cold and miserable and you sit outside. It's just funny how we, we kind of miss the weather after the fact. And if you're playing a winter sport, it seems like somehow it should be in the middle of outside. But the, the, oh, just even trying to make it level. See, so an ice rink needs to have, it needs to be completely level, right? Or that's the goal. And how many, you know, just how much water and how long it takes to get all this stuff done. But, a, but a, you know, I don't care which kind of football you play. You generally want to slope off the pitch. It's not, it doesn't, it's not huge, but it generally has kind of, it bows a little bit. So trying to get the ice level, because you can really have bowed ice, it really wouldn't work right. To get the ice level, you got to go to all this trouble on top of, you know, making water freeze in tiny layers and all this stuff. I don't know why we do these things. We're crazy, aren't we? Us humans are a little bit nutty. And that's just another reminder. All right. In all seriousness, some of you clearly, as I've said, with so many listeners all over the globe, I know not everybody is celebrating the same things. I happen to celebrate Christmas. I know some friends that have just finished up Hanukkah. I know some friends that will be into their holiday season, whatever it is, next year, different times of the year. And some of you don't have a particular thing you subscribe to, whatever it is. It's all good. But one thing, a phrase that's kind of common in my neck of the woods this time of year, peace on earth and goodwill to men, right? And as we go through this holiday season, I just want you to, you know, have that in mind. Give because you don't have to. Think about others that might be less fortunate. Take a survey. <laughs> what is about the weather.com slash survey? Because somebody could just use your help, right? That one's easy. It'll make you feel warm <laughs> while you're standing outside. You'll feel better. But in all seriousness, in generally speaking, you may not be listening to this until 2018. You may not be, or you may be on it today when it first comes out and enjoying whatever seasonal festivities you're in, if, if, if that's what you do. But the whole idea of peace on earth, goodwill towards men, you know, and this whole charity of weather and everything, it's, it's a, this season for me is, is a reminder that we all need to stop appreciate what we have, think about what we could do for others around us that might, could use our help, and the weather's a part of that. So I hope also that as we close out this year and start 2018, that you have that peace, that we're a little kinder, a little better, and that your weather, your weather, 
It's the type of weather you like, whatever it is. Doesn't create stress and anxiety, but also, but also just maybe, just maybe a little bit. Makes you think a little differently. Learn a little something that maybe you didn't know. Because as we all know, there's just a tad bit more to weather than the weather itself. This is too much for production. We're tired of hearing our uncle grovel, so please support him on Patreon.com slash weather.